Especially Darren Aronofsky, who has given myself and my co-host lots of pleasure in the last <laughs> in the last week. You for years, I guess. Uh, my my name is Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is the producer extraordinaire uh, and co-host, Mr. Andy Guy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, my name's Mr. Andy, also known as that Mr. Guy said just like that if you say mm-hmm. it differently i won't respond mm-hmm. you know so if you just say hey that mr guy i won't i won't look over you have to go that mr guy and i'm like oh someone's talking to me that's what's like that mr guy that's my name what's that name, name again? again is that mr guy <laughs> to that why not <laughs> the extra b stands for byobb I, I guess we're just going to do simpsons references why doesn't it stand for byod Bring your own duff. Yeah, that's well, because BYOD, yeah. Mr. Dick, maybe? Yeah, great. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Let's just rewrite old classic Simpsons episodes that don't really need rewrites. No, I want to talk about Noah and I want to talk about the wrestling. Yes, which are two completely separate things. Uh, (laughs) Everyone listening, anyone who's listened to any of our previous Never Realms, may know or any of our previous shows <laughs> that uh mr guy put me onto a 2014 movie uh, written co-written and solely directed by darren aronofsky <laughs> he's like he's like listen <clears throat> i will take you know the blame for the directing but not all the writing somebody's <clears throat> got to take a little bit of this heat yeah <laughs> which apparently he didn't get but they're going to cop some heat from us today because oh, yeah. uh, we're going to we're going to talk. This is never realm 10. Hey, I remember the number probably because we did nine like a couple of days ago. But we're going to do the movie Noah from 2014, which to my absolute shock. Has a 76 percent fresh meter on <laughs> rotten tomatoes. Oh, now, now, the audience scores more like 41%, and that's kind of like where I sit with it in terms of like what, how good that movie is. In terms of fun factor, though, you, you're right. It, it's a 10. 100%. 100%. You know, it's 100% fun. Almost. I'd say 95% fun. There's like 5% bullshit, and it's it's not the fun <laughs> not the fun kind of bullshit. But there's no. uh, it's like most of the movie is just nonsense. So- the movie is 100% bullshit, but that's you're talking about like just stupid, bad bullshit. And that's very it's true. Yeah. Man, this movie is amazing. It's two hours and 20 minutes. And I bring that up because I usually bring up 
how long I feel like a movie is and does it justify its run runtime? I think I would have watched another hour of this man. <laughs> what is Luke? Okay, so you saw the movie. You heard yeah. me talk about some of the crazy things that were going to happen, and you're watching this movie thinking, "Oh, no way, no way." There's rock monsters. No way. There's uh, you know, psycho killer Noah. No way no. he's going to plunge a knife into a heart of a baby. I mean, no way any of this is real. I. What was the thing that you saw that was the absolute craziest in this movie? Like, what's your favorite crazy thing? All right. It. it I'm not sure how much setup this this has, but. It involves the only person in Noah's family that's good at maths. That's Ham. And he's like, yeah, his name's Ham. He's got three sons. Noah's got three sons. There's Shem, Ham, and Javavish. They're the three stooges, basically. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One of them, Ham, is smart enough to do the math. And he's like, Noah, Mom, Shem. Emma Watson, me and my younger brother, nothing. How are we going to, how's the human race going to be like, and where's mine? So, you know, he goes, he goes out to meet a woman, meet a woman, meet a woman. And he actually manages to do it and kind of tries to rescue her from the bad guy's camp. And as they're running back towards the, the Noah's Ark, the bad guys have decided, we're going to storm the ark now. Rawr. So right behind them is all the bad guys. We're going to go fight the rock monsters. <laughs> Ham and this, this girl fall over, and Noah's running towards them. I will save you, son and only yeah, they, son. Her leg is stuck in a bear trap. Yeah. In, in, in the Bronze Age, like pre, like late, yeah. almost Stone Age times. It's a fucking bear trap. Go ahead, everyone all right so noah runs over grabs ham picks him up and runs back and leaves the girl there in the bear trap to be trampled over and killed which we see it yeah yeah which becomes a cock blocking of biblical proportions oh it is it is it's great and and that leads to the end of the movie where you know, uh, Ham is so pissed off about like not getting laid. He's like, God damn, I, you know, how, I, how many times can I jack off? You know, and what does what he even doing. jack off to? There's only two other women. One's like, <laughs> one's his mom. That's like, it's, this is weird, man. This is maybe, weird shit. You know, also, maybe. also, like, all right, by the end of the movie, there's three women and a certain amount of men, and there's not enough humans to create a viable gene pool to save the human race, there is just not enough. And, and they're all going to be like related and have club feet and shit. Like, ugh. correct. Yeah. It's fucking weird, man. But dude, you get, you told me about all the shit that's in this movie. And I'm like, all right, I wonder how they're going to build up to that in the first five minutes. <laughs> oh, look, there's the rock monsters. Oh, look, here's a giant flaming sword. Oh, look, here's a magical snake skin in the first five minutes. And uh, you get the vegan superpowers and the kung fu in the first five minutes. You get the magic snake skin, like you said. Also, we get a magical creature that's like some kind of scale covered fucking deer 
like little bear looking thing. What is that? <laughs> well, that animal's obviously extinct, but uh, oh, that was the uh, last one, I guess. And Noah came over to save it, couldn't save it. So what do you do, Luke? So, so obviously, uh, the people who are hunting it are hunting it because there's nothing else around. Nothing. There's no buildings. There's oh. no plants. There's no fucking water. There's nothing. What do you expect them to do? There's an animal right there. I'm sorry. Also, I broached this question with uh, uh, Michelle and Charity, and I was like, because they're vegans. And I was like, dude, was there, like, vegetarianism and veganism in the Bible times? I don't think there was, was there? No. No. I mean, maybe, but I highly doubt it. I mean, think about it. I highly doubt it, too. So... These three guys who are probably starving kill this animal to eat it. And Noah's just like, nah, uh, motherfuckers. Murder is wrong, but <clears throat> crack knuckles. So, you motherfuckers so are going to die. So he kills those three guys. And then he's like, all right, dear animal, um, I'm not going to eat you, but uh, you will be a sacrifice to the creator. What? What? I just even know how to do that. I'm like, no, well, you've got a family, motherfucker. I thought, I thought you killed it. those three guys so you could give the, the animal to your family and eat that. No, we're, we don't do that. But where are the plants that you eat then? Because I can't see any. They're like, so at the very beginning, the first time we see Noah, he is scraping what appears to be like mold or something off a rock and collecting it. And it looks like they've been working all day and they have like a little tiny bit. And that's that's their food. What the fuck, Noah? Like, like, okay, and at no point does God speak to Noah either or tell him, like, hey, don't eat animals. Like, there's that's not a directive. And not only that, but building the ark is not a directive. He has a dream. The dream sequence is awesome. And there's, like, yep. that's another thing about this movie. It's visually, like, if you turn the sound down and you just watched it, you'd be like, whoa, this is incredible. I mean, it's visually, it's stunning. There's these, like, scenes, like, uh, montage scenes where we move forward 100 years, you know, and stuff like that. And it's incredible. But his dream he has, he's like underwater and there's all these dead people. So he wakes up and he knows that every person on earth must die except for his face. <laughs> his family and some rando they meet along the way. What? It, which ends up being uh, Emma Watson. And why is okay why does she have a broken coochie she got like okay they find her and she's been like attacked or something and she has a little cut on her side and she's like oh well, the cut on my side and so like later on we find out that her coochie's broken because she's you know getting it on with shep or whatever his name is and like he and they're about to do it and she's like and she grabs the little scar and goes oh no because she can't have a baby she can't bang him what is it yeah. Yeah, but it, it's Bible time, so it's probably a sin to bang without the, the, the have the procreation part of it. I don't know. Hey, to quote David Cross, all right, think about this. The Bible was written thousands and thousands of years ago when people were even dumber than they are now. <laughs> okay? So you think, think they weren't banging all the time? I mean, come on, man. They probably yeah, were – in reality, if they found that fucking, you know, uh, scaled up deer looking thing, they probably would have banged that. You know, in fact, maybe that's what Ham's all pissed off about. That was going to be his girlfriend. And, and Noah burned it. 
This movie is great for talking about. And that's one of the best things about it is you watch it and you go, I need to talk to somebody about this. <laughs> it's tremendous. Ill goes, goes to Shem. I can't have babies. And Shem should have been like, fucking sweet. We can do this yeah. even more now. Right. <laughs> Instead, he's just like, oh, I guess I'll. Nothing then? I, I guess. I guess I'll go over here now, you know? <laughs> whatever okay can we talk about the magic smoke yes tell me about the magic some. smoke loop now i i told you about this but it, <laughs> until you see it especially the first scene you're like well what the fuck <laughs> what is this all right so there's a shit ton of animals arriving on the ark and and <laughs> you know rather than do what nature intended and kind of like i'm a carnivore i'm going to eat the other animals and stuff. No, they all just decide to sit down in an orderly fashion. Oh, very animals. orderly. Yes. This CGI is, animals. abuse the fucking smoke. They managed to get all the animals to be in their right spots, in their right categories. I mean, now, no effort. No effort. Lu Noah certainly doesn't help, you know. Noah is the fucking worst character in this movie. He is amazing. Holy oh. shit ball. So uh, Jennifer Connelly, she's the only character whose name I can't remember. Uh, Nema? Nema? Right. Rachel? Yeah. Sarah? I'm just thinking of Bible. Yeah. It doesn't. It just, I'll just say Jennifer Connelly. Oh, it, does, it doesn't matter. That's for sure. So Jennifer Connelly and Noah are walking up and down the ark now. They've got these little incense things and they're, they're swinging it around and smoke's coming out of it. And it's not only making the animals go to sleep, it's putting them in on like suspended animation. <laughs> and now this is Bible time, so it's hypersleep. <laughs> so if you think that they're wearing stuff covering their faces to stop themselves from falling into some kind of sleep, you would be wrong. They're barefaced, smoking at the animals. And I'm like, wait, that would affect you guys too. What's going on? <clears throat> the opening scene when we find when we yeah. find out uh, the opening smoke scene I mean, when we find out about the smoke you know a bunch of birds show up and they're like oh fuck by the way shit everywhere there would be shit everywhere, everywhere. So, i mean everywhere why aren't they cleaning and, shit up on the ark i mean well days and 40 nights <laughs> clean all that shit up the rock monsters had to do that but uh so <laughs> All right, so Jennifer Connelly and and Noah, they're like, there's no dialogue in this movie either. It's rare that there's dialogue, and when it is, it's like, you know, my from whence I came upon the seventh day, you know, and it's like, it's just shit like that. And so like, <laughs> Jennifer Connelly and Noah like are holding a bird and just silently looking at each other, and then like Noah's like, oh, check this out, and he shows her the smoke trick right and the bird is fucking dead i mean it looks dead to me and she smiles it goes it just you know it's asleep somehow like i don't think they say anything they just waiting, look I was at waiting it for the dead parrot sketch to break out what the fuck <laughs> it's an expired parrot yes <laughs> it has been deceased <laughs> it is what? dead i just no it's shit. just it's just resting so <laughs> what's amazing too is the smoke like, apparently, it's so magical, it'll knock a bird out, but it'll also knock out, like, a giraffe and an elephant and an alligator and shit like that. And it's like, 
but not on humans. No, they're Man, they... he could have used some of that smoke shit to go to the enemy encampment and just lob a few of those fucking things <laughs> and just knock everyone out, and they would have drowned right. in their sleep. They don't have vegan superpowers, so that's probably what happened. Um, Luke, this um, the, what is the story? So we know the story of Noah is like this dude is called by God to save the you know the the human. Uh, race because God's like a fucking dick and he's like ah I need to try again (laughs) humans are having too much fun right that's pretty much what it is apparently it's it's not that these people are evil or wicked although that's what they call them in the bible it's just that they don't worship God and God's pissed and so you know I told you about that movie God uh God was it uh Exodus gods or whatever Egypt gods or whatever it's called that fucking movie actually goes a step further than noah and god is a character in the movie and he he is played by a petulant child who's pissed off <laughs> and it's hilarious because it's like right on the money but it's too right on the money you know in this movie they just choose not to have him out there at all but it's like why these people come off as the baby faces these uh these like the average people that are just walking around trying to survive they yes. come off as the baby faces and noah just all he does is heal shit the whole movie. And he turns like fucking monster heel at the end. So we got Ray Winston in this movie. He plays like a Tubal Cain. He's like a descendant of Cain. He's like a nemesis of of the Noah line of the families, right. right? And you find out what his motivation is. It's to save him. Yeah, partially to save himself. That's that's self-interest. That That, that is a part of human nature. That's fine. But... He didn't come by himself, did he? He brought all these people with him, hoping to save them by getting them on this rad ship that the Stone Rock Monsters made by themselves with no help from Noah. So I, I'm watching this movie thinking, like, Noah, you're a piece of shit. Let him on the fucking boat, motherfucker. Like, what yeah, but, you... that, but he had the dream. And in the dream, oh, he's drowning. He's drowning too in the fucking dream, by the way, which is what's bullshit about this whole thing. It's like, what if the dream is so prophetic and so precise that you know every human has to die except for you and your family? What is this? Like, how do you know? Because he's just interpreting a dream. He's a dick. He is a monster cop. He is the biggest bad guy I've seen in a movie I, I can't understand anyone watching this movie and being like, Noah, 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 Noah. And I, I'm more like, I'd be surprised if people didn't leave that movie going, Noah's an asshole, am I right? Like, okay, a lot of people that went because they were like part of a church, like churches will get together and go out to these movies. <laughs> and it was a disaster because they were like, what the fuck was that? Although some of them were like, oh, you know. So that's the thing. If you think this movie's smart, if you think it's like really something special and it's a great movie, you are overthinking this. And you, you're you like, oh, I'm smart enough to get this. No, no one is. It's fucking terrible, awful shit. So I'm sure there's some pastor out there that was like, well, you know, actually, this was pulling from the Book of Enoch and so on, you know, and whatever, some bull crap about it doesn't matter. This movie is garbage, regardless of what story they're yeah, trying to tell. And, that's um, true. You know, here's another pretty just dumb continuity error. It's like, why? So at the beginning of the movie, the way Noah and his family get away 
from the uh, evil, wicked men is they cross this line and this fucking literal line on on the map. Basically, it's just on the ground and they cross it and the and the evil people won't go there. We don't even know why. But then we find out it's because fucking rock monsters live there. And then later, the evil people come to attack the the Ark, and they're surprised when rock monsters show up. <laughs> you you have to cross go their, there because the there's rock monsters. <laughs> you're in their territory, like, yeah. Oh, my God. It's amazing. So, Luke, tell me about... Okay, so towards the end of the movie, right? I mean, obviously he builds the ark. You know, there's also the, another thing that's really stupid is how the hell does Hermione know she can't have babies unless they try? That would have been my immediate argument if I was Ham. I'd be like, well, listen, we gotta at least try, right? You know, I mean, this is like uh, yeah, the Bible. No, that was Ham, not Ham. Right? Ham's yeah, the one that's not getting any. But Ham, hey, if I like, if I was Ham, I would have done it too. So just saying. That's I think. I think that's what every guy would have said. Right. Emma, so Emma Watson, they, I can't have babies. Straight dudes. How do you know? Let's, let's practice. Take a, let's take a, I'll take a couple of runs at this, maybe. You know? <laughs> just, just an idea, you know? I mean, it's the, you know, it's the, the human race depends on it. I mean, this is really important that, you know, so it's, you know, it's important to everyone. But, um, so they, they build the ark and fucking it starts raining and shit. And then, I mean, the CGI arc is pretty bad. You know, um, I don't, the like way the arc looks and everything is supposed to be accurate to this made up story. <laughs> and it's just like, what is this thing? But Ray Winstone turns one of, one of Noah's sons, the horny one who whose um, woman got trampled by this, you know, Ray Winstone's men. How does I he can't turn blame him? him? Tell me all turning. about this. I can't blame him for turning. <laughs> he technically turns face, by the way, because Noah's the heel. So. Oh, definitely. But then he then he turns heel again. <laughs> he does. Double turn. And one but night. Everything in Ray Winstone's performance is putting across the fact that he, he is an evil piece of garbage and his performance carries that off pretty well but his actions don't because he's trying to save his people and stuff and all that kind of he's stuff he's a hero right. he yeah. kills the rock monsters he figures out how to kill the rock monsters he's a tremendous warrior and he's a hero yeah by the way i, I like that he that as soon as he's chilling out in the fucking ark he's eating snake heads and shit yeah, he is. <laughs> and, and, and what's he do to Sham or him or whatever his name is? I can't remember. What did he do? He gives him meat. That's how he oh, turns him right. in. He turns him face. He gives him meat. And he's like, oh, he eats it. And <laughs> then he's evil. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> then this movie, right? Because uh, Methuselah, who is a million years old and is Noah's grandfather, is still alive. And he's got all these magical powers, by the way, and all he does is search for berries. Why doesn't he use some of those magical powers to create berries out of the ground or something? Because he can definitely save women's uteruses or whatever so they can have babies. So, oh, my God. Do you know how old Noah's supposed to be when he gets the calling? What? 500 years old. 
And, you know, think people he, I, lived, lived a lot longer I, back then. Well, and how? There was nothing to know. There's no medicine. Well, you got the magic snake skin. I guess that's why. All right. <laughs> so Methuselah cures uh, Illa. And she gets pregnant like right away. I and, mean, within seconds. Noah's on the boat. Noah's on the boat, and he's on the ark, right? And he's like, "All right, so yeah, the human race like has got to die. We did this just for the animals, all right? So we all got to die out. So you know, just so you know, if you've got a daughter, I'm gonna kill that motherfucker." <laughs> and this is like. You know, this becomes a bone of contention in the family. Like, you know, what's her name? Uh, the wife, she is pissed. <laughs> and everybody She's like, I don't think Noah. that's a good idea. And Noah's just like, I've been right this whole movie. No, you haven't. Uh, you've been he was right about the floods. So. <laughs> All right. He, did have, he was right about some things, but like, he's not a good man. Murder is wrong, but I've seen you killed like three people yes. even before the arc fight happened. And he's yeah. and and then I'm like, did you just did you just leave someone to die? That's also like not cool. Yes. Uh, as as well. So turns out Ella doesn't have a girl. She's <gasps> having two girls. Oh! And Noah's worried that it'll re kickstart the human race. And I'm just like, the math does not check out on that. There's not enough humans for that to happen because you're all related in some way. It's no, no. Well, I mean, that's not the worst story in the Bible about, you know, people banging their sisters. Oh. And, we're, and we're not talking stepsisters. Oh, they're stuck there. They're stuck. I'm making that sound of like you know? Sideshow Bob stepping on a rake or something. <laughs> 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 this oh my god so you know noah says that and he ain't lying because the rest of this movie turns into some kind of intense horror slasher fleet as noah stalks the entire ship looking for them and unbeknownst to him they've they've kind of made a raft somehow out of parts of the ark what's he doing the raft luke he fucking burns it he burns so no one can escape. stands there and like he's standing tall looking over them with this evil look on his face and their raft is burning and he's got a knife and it's probably a Gil Hibben knife. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So he, he then he then he's like almost about to kill the babies. Then he sees them and instantly changes his mind. Because they're babies. Why would you, you know, I mean, one day these babies will lead to the birth of baby Hitler in a few, you know, right. thousand years. So you might as well just stop there. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> oh my God. And then there's like, like one of the rock monsters is Frank, Frank Langella. The other one's like Nick Nolte. I'm like, why do you need really? these big names? Yeah. Um, Nick Nolte is uh, the leader of the of the Watchers. They called. That's bullshit. He didn't say God damn it one time. And, that was and Frank, yeah, Frank Lynch. He wasn't didn't sound drunk, but he must have been drunk to agree to be in this movie. <laughs> and Frank Langella is the voice of the the Watcher that like helps Noah at the start. Yes, I didn't even... after after yeah. they've captured them and stuff. I'm remembering more and more of this as we even talk about it. Oh my. That's how it is, man. That's how it is, you know? It's 
it's just so weird and it doesn't and like i said the the you're left to interpret and i you know i know the story and i've watched the movie like 50 times so i know what happens in the movie but i just can't imagine seeing that for the first time and you, maybe you don't know the noah story and you're just like what the fuck i mean but then again knowing the noah story makes the fucking movie even crazier because it's just nonsense you know and there's supposed to be this like storyline about how Methuselah gives a berry to Noah to like get like like that's how all those trees grow or something that's in there right and, mm -hmm. and there's all kinds of shit like that in the movie that you're just left to interpret now like Darren Aronofsky movies are fantastic I mean Black Swan is a great movie it's like a David Lynch movie I love it and I love a lot of his other stuff where but those movies like the artistry works and it isn't fucking dumb. <laughs> Just, I don't. Do, 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 look, the big details of this movie are dumb and don't make sense because they're old and they couldn't even get the little details right. Like, why is this woman caught in a bear trap? They don't have bear traps in Bible times. Like, what's going on? Uh, also, why why did like why was there the use of a flaming sword at the start of the movie because you see that used at the start of the movie and you're like fuck that's cool yeah. i hope that comes back later on right. no never see that sword again <laughs> like then so, what was the point of it because cool i showed you something something that cool and then never use it again I don't, it's movie writing I, 101. Just give me a That opening montage makes this movie seem like it's going to be fucking pretty cool. And no, it's not pretty cool. And, and you know, we've talked about the rock monsters a lot. They're like fallen angels or some bullshit. And, like, the funniest thing about the rock monsters is that they're just used for labor. And that's it. And Noah just fucking uses them for, like, labor. And then they sacrifice their lives for Noah's dumb ass when they could have just run away. And everything yeah. would have been fine, you know? <laughs> they oh they don't, like, you're thinking rock monsters would be cool, but they're not cool. They're just, like, no they're one takes advantage wimps. of them. Yes. Yes, he takes advantage of them. <laughs> Dude, they're like, we will help you build this ark. And he's like, great, I'm going to have a fucking smoke break. <laughs> I'll be over here smoking this smoke For a hundred years. <laughs> Literally. The fucker long takes to build that arc. He does nothing. He's he's the supervisor that does exactly that. He supervises and does nothing else. Yep. Yeah, he walks around like at one point, and that is the only finger he lifts the whole movie. And it's just, I, like I said, he is an idiot. And I, yeah, you know, you did a review of this on your, uh, you know, your YouTube channel, yeah. LSJ Reviews. Please subscribe and whatnot. And. I disagree with you about a lot of stuff. You said, for example, that like that Russell Crowe is good in this movie. No, get out of here. You're crazy. Watch it again. Don't don't give me that. Watch it one more Dude. time and then you, you tell me. I, if he's I, I like him in this. He's, it's, it's totally a bizarre performance and, and a total choice and stuff, but he's got a lot of crap he has to sell, like being a super mega vegan. And you just look at Russell Crowe's build and you, I'm just thinking like, there's no way you don't eat meat. Anyway. Right. But he sells it as best as he can with as much gusto as he can. I don't think the acting is atrocious in this film. Like that, I think 
I think the performances also help make it fun because no one realizes that they're making a bad movie. <laughs> they think they're making something that's going to be a big yeah. hit, you know. Dude, they're in a Darren Aronofsky movie. This guy's won an Oscar for Black Swan, uh, critical acclaim for uh, Requiem for a Dream. Oh, Jennifer yeah. Connelly's done that. Dude, had, that oh, also had man. Jennifer Connelly in it. You know, he's yeah. pretty good track record to this point. Well, I, I can see why people like Black Swan. It's it's not my favorite. No, Probably. I I I love those movies. I just you can only watch uh, Requiem for a Dream once. That's kind of I've seen it more than once, but oh. Yeah, it's, I saw it once when I was well around about when the time it came out. So I can't remember how old it was, but I remember watching that, oh, thinking that was a really good movie that I oh, never want to see really again. Good, that's what I'm saying. It's really good, but it's so good in a way that's like. What happens to the characters is so like emotionally taxing just to watch it. It is awful. Every character and that oof, it's a hard yeah. watch, man. It's, it's harrowing tremendous shit. movie. Tremendous movie. And then That's, you've got yeah. this. And <laughs> look, sometimes for shits and gigs, I will watch a movie. I'll review it. And then out of curiosity, I'll be like, what did I'm going on a YouTube here. What did some of the other? What did, what's the general consensus here on the YouTubes? Oh, um, it's the complete opposite of mine. Okay, because I'm watching reviews for Noah. This is a visually stunning spectacle. Well acted, perfectly executed, epic biblical drama. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, did you not see the fucking rock monsters, motherfucker? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I, then I'm like, okay, am I? Am I just like in Bizarro World? I went to Rotten Tomatoes, 76% from reviewers. I'm like, okay, they're starting to explain a bit more. Review professional reviewers are being like, oh, I love this movie. That's um them blowing the movie as they're reviewing it. <laughs> Should have a 69% now that I think about it. But hey. the audience, oh, the audience score is 41%, which feels about right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's going to be people that love this movie somehow. But and I feel yeah. like a lot of those scores are going to be from religious people who are just being like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Whereas I think you and I are coming at it from a total different perspective of like, we don't, we're not religious people. So now we're just watching this movie to be like, what is this? What What's going to happen in this? <laughs> and then we get the gift of rock monsters, snakeskins, murderous Noah, uh, the evil heel Noah trying to defeat the face bad guy and his people. It's just turns out to be one of the most hilariously fun movies I've watched, but that's not the general consensus. People seem to be either don't like it because it doesn't follow the Bible so good or they don't, or they love it because of the artistic vision that it has. And, yeah. I don't think anyone appreciates this movie like you and I do. You know, and that's that's one of the things that's so mind boggling because it's, you know, like you said, a million people have seen this movie. And like, no I mean, you, you, you didn't want to talk to somebody about it. As soon as I saw it, I was like, holy shit. You know, I told everybody I knew they had to see it and none of them listened yeah. to me. So that's why I ended up buying it a bunch of times because I'd buy it. I'd watch it. And then I'd like have somebody over at my house. I'd be like, listen, take this home with you. Watch it. Trust me, you know, or let's watch it or whatever. And then I end up giving it away a million times. But. The reason I saw this movie in the theater 
And the reason I saw it in the theater. I'm so jealous now. Oh, dude. Yeah, I was like, what? (laughs) It was awesome. So uh, the reason I saw this in the theater, I did like Black Swan a lot. I love the wrestler. I don't know if I knew the wrestler was Darren Aronofsky, but the movie of his, now that I'm looking at this, Requiem for a Dream, always love that movie. But I'm, I, I was looking at his uh, films. Uh, Pi is also one that mm. I like, but one of my favorite movies ever is The Fountain. If you've not, like, so The Fountain is a complete or completely oh, bonkers, Hugh Jackson. batshit crazy movie, but it's great. It's so cool. The concept is like this time traveler guy, sort of, but it's because he's, in, he's, he's immortal. And but it, it moves back and forth through time into m- the Mayan age. He was like a conquistador. And there's all this cool, like religious, you know, subtext that's like world religion. And it's ah, oh, it's just a fantastic movie. I love it. And that's a cool, like artistic representation of what this guy can do. You know, he tried to do that with Noah and it just did not work. It's just like everything's off. Everything's wrong. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's so true. I also just that's Hugh Jackman, right? Yeah, yeah. He and oh. Rachel Weiss, and they play the like kind of yeah. like three, four different characters. I forgot that but, movie existed until until now, and uh, I might I might give that another look. I used to have a graphic novel adaptation of it. Oof, it's so dope. When he eats the like he eats the little piece of the tree of life, and like oh, what a cool. I just I fucking love that. I love the whole thing about they they do some like historical fiction. That is just so neat with the Mayans and how they got taken over by the conquistadors. And it's like, it's some of it's based in truth. And I, it's my like running theory on how the conquistadors really like, you know, took over the Aztecs and Mayans and all that shit, whichever ones they were. Fuck man. Wow. So yeah. So, so one quick thing, just real quick before we wrap this up. So that was in 2014. So what has he done since? All right. That was a, a financial success, that movie. Um, I think it like. Oh, yeah, it was a box it, office. Yeah, so, um, and that was in 2014. So in 2017, he released a movie called Mother. I've never heard of it. It's got Jennifer Lawrence. It's got all kinds of great people in it. Maybe I'll watch it. Um, I'm not, I'm not th- watch it as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, it's actually I'm sorry. Here's how you pronounce the name of it. Mother. Because there's a there's a exclamation point. And uh, and then he has something in pro- production called The Whale. That so he's made one other film since then, like, and he's working on a second. Yikes! I feel like directors sometimes slow down as they get older. Well, and actually, this guy is making a movie like every four to six years, but I just he keeps churning them out. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he had one really prolific like six years where he did The Fountain, uh, The Wrestler, and then Black Swan in six years, which is pretty quick, and then four years later he did Noah, and then took him a while you know to recover me too buddy. dude dude so my brother and sister-in-law watched this movie and when it came out they saw it at the movies so but they they liked it they generally liked it and i was like <laughs> i said to them what did you think of the rock monsters and they're like what rock monsters mm-hmm. no they're one talks see no one talks about those rock monsters you sold me on this entire movie going, this movie is bonkers. There were rock monsters in it and they fight and stuff <laughs> and it's weird. And I, I was like, okay, how the hell are they going to, how does this work? So I, yeah, he sold me with rock monsters because it just sounded too ridiculous to be in a biblical flick. 
Oh my goodness, we have spent a lot of time talking about this movie, and yes. I have no regrets. This has been exactly what we've wanted to do. Like, uh, oh, wow, we, we did spend a lot of time talking about. It. Wow, okay, yeah. Well, we have to talk about, about wrestling minutes. or something too. Um, and I have some some fun stories to tell about something I did yesterday. So let's right. see here. So we got what's the wrestling? The AE Dubs or something? You. Yep. All right, so. Uh, I did not take notes for this dynamite, and I know there's some rampagey stuff on tomorrow morning or morning for me, or afternoon, whatever it is. Airs at different times every week. It's so annoying. But uh, so I didn't take notes. Uh, went to a, f- uh, a funeral yesterday. Um, friend's relative passed away, so I didn't take notes. I just wanted to chill and get drunk and, and watch the wrestling. So I didn't uh, take notes. But I've got the card here for. Forbidden Door, and I'll mention yeah. some stuff that happened on the episode of Dynamite I just watched. So we've got a buy-in match, which I think could be quite a lot of fun. It's Max Caster and the Gun Club. So they've been doing this whole funny storyline about uh, the acclaimed and the ass boys. And it's it's working, man. Just oh, watch some of their shit. Sounds awesome. Sounds so great. Scissor me, daddy. Scissor me. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's what yes, they do. It. Yeah, it's funny. Okay. But the, the the best part of the best part of the whole story though is all right. Billy Gunn is involved, and when he's like, there's there's one scene where he goes into a hotel room, and the two acclaimed guys are passed out drunk, and so are his sons. So Billy Gunn <laughs> gets two blankets and puts them over the acclaimed guys. He takes one off his son as well and puts it on Max Caster. So there's that whole funny, silly story. It makes me laugh, man. It's funny. But they're taking on some L.A. Dojo guys, which should be a fun opener for the buy-in, which is you, you or more Kevin Knight, the DKC, because that's how it's said on uh, every strong ad that I see watching New Japan. It's like, it's like mother. <laughs> yes. And Alex C., so uh, that's a pretty decent buy-in. And we've got some interesting matches. It feels like... Oh. The, you see the match lineup, and some of it does feel very New Japan because there's some tags, man. We've got an eight-man tag match. To wait, wait kick a second. Up. Wait a second. Back up. Back up. So yep. that match you just said is on is on Forbidden Door? It's the buy-in. It, it, it's, the, it's their pre-show match. Oh, so I'm going to have to watch that on my phone. Okay, got it. Yeah. That's not covered with the uh, cinema tickets, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Go, I'm watching the uh, Forbidden Door at our local movie theater. It's in like the tiny theater. It's got like 50 seats, maybe more like 30, and uh, it's gonna be interesting. I can't wait. Nice. So we got uh, an eight-man tag match. We've got uh, the Young Bucks with Hikaleo and El Fantasmo. They announced that on Dynamite that they would have so those two. So Young Bucks are still in Bullet Club. Okay, okay. It's it's a match that's called, like, it's the uh, the Bullet Club and the uh, the Elite of kind of, like, joined forces for some of these matches. So it's a thing. Okay. okay. And they're fighting Darby Allen Sting. And Darby Allen Sting cut a promo, and uh, Darby's like, hey, we've got a couple of people that are crazy enough to join us to fight you guys. And... I like the choices. It's Shingo Takagi and Hiromu Takahashi. So, yes, please. <laughs> hey, I don't care. They're on the card, and I don't care what the match is. The, yeah. the, both those guys get to tag team with Sting. And if you're a wrestler in the biz, you want to tag team with Sting or you want to be against Sting and get pinned by him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, if you're in the area and you go to the show, use go to the show, you know. 
Um, you are gonna see, get to see Hiromu and Shingo. I just yeah. that's that's fucking cool, man. You know, I don't know. I've never seen Shingo. I got to see Hiromu when he was, you know, a Kamatachi. So I just I don't know, man. These fans are lucky. Yeah. Next we got a six man tag. At, <laughs> dude, they are lucky. That, that's hey, that's fucking cool. I, Not only that, also, do, you, do you reckon ELP and Hikaleo have just been like Wait, we get to fight Sting? Really? I, that you ELP is He's gonna going bump to, like a motherfucker for Sting. And he's you gonna backrake Sting. He's gonna try to, and Sting's gonna fucking backrake him. You better yeah. believe Sting is backraking ELP in this match. If he's not, something's wrong. So that needs <laughs> that absolutely needs to happen. Um yes. You know how sometimes you might see a legend pin someone and that, that person getting pinned might like be trying to cover a huge ass mark out smile on their face? I can yeah. imagine Hikaleo <laughs> ELP being just having a big smile ear to ear as they tap that tapily tap out tap out to the Scorpion Deathlock or, or something. <laughs> They've been arguing like from you know with Gato the whole time, like, ah oh, no, let me tap out this thing. <laughs> no, let me take the Scorpion Deathlock. I, I also don't wanna just like skip the whole thing that these fans are also going to get to see the Android in person. <laughs> so, I can't wait. We learned recently the Android is coming to Japan and I can't fucking wait to see what this is all about. Cause if Ian likes it and you know, we know that dude's a good wrestler and I just, it's so fucking dumb. I can't wait to see how it works. Cause wrestling is full of dumb shit that I like. So wrestling is, it's got pageantry. It's got characters. It's got story. It's almost like you could be anyone or anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Where's Yo on this card? Oh, never mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Hey, that's so like week- chaos is not represented very well. Just Ishii and other guy we'll talk about later. No, this is one of the members, and I'll talk about it in a minute, but we've got a six-man tag. We've got Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minaro Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, Wheelie Yuta, and Shota Umino. Uh, this is going to be super fun. You know, you got Shooter, who's got ties with Moxley. Wheeler's in the Blackpool Combat Club. Eddie Kingston's got beef with uh, Jericho and stuff. I like it. It's going to be fun. And Minaro Suzuki will still see shooter umino as a young lion so expect uh minara suzuki to beat the shit out of him they they all turned up on dynamite at the end shooter and suzuki and all that at a big brawl at the end of the show just to you know big big fun cluster at the end to be like hey buy this look at all the guys we got so that was cool now next we've got a special singles match so we were supposed to get zach saber jr versus Brian Danielson. Well, Brian Danielson uh, a tad on the injured side at the moment. So what, instead, we're getting a special singles match between Zack Sabre Jr. and the rumoured, uh, well, he will be, this person will be the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club, heavily rumoured to be Cesaro, because uh, they said they promised a big name. So yeah, there is that. It's got to so, kind of be Cesaro, right? Cause like, which, means, well, which means Zack Sabre Jr. has to lose, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, which is fine. That doesn't matter. It's fine. I know? don't mind. If, if it's no, Cesaro, it's... I, I don't mind <laughs> at all. No. Yeah, and, you know, that'll be tremendous because he'll be, he'll get to be himself and, you know, he can do wild stuff. I mean, he did wild stuff at WWE, but, like, on the indies, my God. Listen, I don't like this guy, all right, even though 
He used to be my friend. Uh, but uh, there is a match on a YouTube. A long time ago. If you'd like to see what Cesaro does on the indies, um, like it, it's Mike Quackenbush versus Claudio Castanelli from IWA Mid-South, Ted Petty Invitational. Just Google, like fucking YouTube that shit. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And hopefully he busts that shit out. And now he's like stronger and even more, you know, skilled. I, I love to see guys that have been in WWE for like a decade on the indies or on a different, in a different situation. Because regardless, yeah, regardless of what situation they're put in, they're fucking pros. I don't care. Like I saw Adam Rose once on the Indies. He's like fat and looks terrible. Dude's a fucking pro. He was in WWE for like nine years. You know what I mean, or whatever it was. And so like you can't be on, you know, do that for your, you know, for a decade and not be a pro. Yeah, that's true. Uh, How how will he be? Uh, going from having to work WWE style to being able to do anything he wants now. Because some wrestlers, I feel like, straight away, they're like, oh, I remember this, and they get right into it pretty quick, like a, a Moxley or Brian Danielson. But you've got a couple wrestlers who I reckon have gone to the India or gone to AEW or whatever, and they've had a bit of rust. But yeah. uh, like Miro. I, would, I, was, Miro, I, I would happily say that. Now, I fucking love that guy every time. He's he's hilarious, but scary at the same time. Which is I don't know how he managed just to do both those things, because uh, at the same time because he can do them both well separately. But it, it's working. He he's clicked now, and I feel like Ruby Soho has had those same teething troubles, and she's starting to right. kind of well, slowly so did pick Brett up. Baker. You know, a lot of them did. So it's, it's pretty common. Um, I you know I think he'll do fine because he's in there with. Zach Zach yeah. So, I mean, it's nothing yeah, yeah, wrong yeah. there. You know what I mean? That's going to be awesome. And, you know, Zach Saber Jr. doing is like, like lately in the past year, year and a half, he's been mega selling everything that happens in the ring. So, like, he gets, you know, chopped, he's dead. You know, he gets fucking kicked, he's dead. It's awesome. He gets thrown across the ring, he bounces six times. So, you know, this is going to be, but, but like, Guys that do that usually don't have a ton of offense or aren't necessarily great at offense. And he's a guy that has both. And those are some of your best wrestlers that can do both. And so is Cesaro. So imagine, I mean, how many European uppercuts are going to be in this match? (laughs) You know, one for every country in the European Union. (laughs) Right. Like fucking 30. It's going to be awesome. Yep. That is true. Sorry. I've got to stop saying yep because you told me it bugs you. But yep is like, yeah, I'm just. Stop doing yep. It's it's like that guy. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I do like that they have put a women's title match on the show. So that's pretty cool. We got Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm starting to feel though that Thunder Rosa is better at chasing than necessarily holding the title. So uh, you know I am a fan, but I think the the run's been a bit facey. I don't know. She needs to get. She needs a big feud, and this seems like a placeholder feud for the next one. She needs someone big to to wrestle. Yeah. Yeah, I I can't really speak to that kind of stuff, but I I love Thunder Rosa. Every time I've seen her, she's been great. I just Hell yeah. I, why isn't this interpromotional somehow? It's Forbidden Door. It's not wrestle the people on your roster. Yeah, right? it should be uh, right. Why should be a couple. Be- 
Yeah, see, know, someone from Stardom or someone from you know Tokyo Joshi Pro. Why can't it be that that one chick that was that's there right now, the Kiki girl, that's like Maki Ito's partner? Why can't it be fucking Maki Ito? Like that's duh. Come on. Yeah, they, they and they wonder why their women's division is like separate and apart from everything. Where you book it differently than other stuff, don't you? You know. It yeah. Make sense. See, ages ago I was like, they just need all the ingredients in place, and I felt like they've had the ingredients in place to make a really good women's division now for a year or so, and it it still feel like like it's almost there. I'm like, please just click. Why aren't these falling into place? Oh, because you're not giving them enough time. Fuck. Give them some more time and more people Luke. will get over your build. <clears throat> you're right. Yeah. You're right. I agree. We have some breaking news, Luke. This is breaking. Ooh. This is actually serious and this is not good news, but it's fine. Um, so, unfortunately, Ishii's injured. Uh, so, Ishii, Ishii uh, has fucking a... fucking kidding. No, I'm serious. So, left knee injury... He's not medically cleared to compete, maybe not medically cleared to travel. That's probably more likely, you know, because um, he, you know, he's probably fine. He just probably can't travel. Um, so get who who would step in in his place? Who would you who would you prefer he would step in in his place? Clark Connors. That's who it is. Oh, Clark yeah. Connors. Let's get wild. So, Forbidden is about to get wild. So that match Dude. has already changed. You know how every every few years you'll have this one year where everyone just gets fucking injured? Yeah. We're having one of those years. Be it a short-term injury like, uh, you know, uh, the, the appendicitis thing that uh, Juice is having or the short injury Sonata had with, the, uh, with his eye or long-term injuries and stuff where you don't even know when people are coming back and stuff. I, in a year like this, I'm... I'm just like, Hiromu, just make it through this year, please. Hiromu, make it through the year. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, right? hey, wasn't this the year that Kenta got injured for most? Kenta's yeah. just come back. He's yeah. been gone most of the year. And, like, and like, they're like, let's let him wrestle Tanahashi again. <laughs> oh, my God. They're going to kill uh, each other, Luke. So I, I figure, like, if he's got a knee injury, they they want to see how serious it is. And also, uh, what's more important than Forbidden Door for New Japan Pro Wrestling? It's the G1 and Ishii's in it. So yeah, I think they want to keep him in Japan and keep him, keep looking at him because uh, they might need to replace him before the tournament even starts. So, yeah. They got a month. They got, like, a, almost a whole month. So he'll be fine. Uh, you know, for that, I would imagine that you're not supposed to travel like with broken blood vessels. Wow, Kanemaru right? really did fuck his leg up. Yeah, he did. He said, "Fuck your leg." Well, too much, huh? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, wow. maybe should have hit it with a chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. I hope Ishii's fine, and Ishii is the stone pit bull. He's not the you know flesh pin bull, uh, pit bull, so he'll be fine. You know. I am not upset with that. I don't. I, I didn't expect Ishii to win anyway. I'm thinking Miro's going to win this, Miro or maybe uh, Malachi, because uh, I, I feel like I feel like both those guys maybe need a little something, a bit of gold. How was that? Uh, Pent- How was Pentagon versus Malachi Black? It was fucking incredible. it was fucking awesome. I knew I knew Malachi was going over because Pac's already in the four way. Right, and, and uh, Pentagon can't work mm-hmm. for. New Japan, so 
<laughs> oh, he, yeah, oh, he's not allowed. work with CMLL, right? And Triple <laughs> A is. Uh, and then AAA works with AEW. Oh, that's why we can't have any interactions with Naito and Andrade and shit. Yep. Oh, that's fucking stupid, CML. I'll get, a, get your head out of your ass. I think it's Wait. AAA that's really the crazy one. You know, AAA is the one that signed everybody to the seven-year contracts and was total dicks at Lucha Underground. You oh, know, they're behind, right. they're behind of some of the best villainy and you know <laughs> professional wrestling. So they're uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's something else. So I, I guess tri- the A AAA? stands for for triple assholes. Did you hear what they did with Triple Mania this weekend? So um, the Hardys were supposed to be there, right? So Jeff Hardy obviously having a little bit of an issue right now. And so Matt Hardy showed up with his partner, Johnny Hardy. And it's John Morrison. (laughs) And he's already super over in Triple A. So that worked out awesome. Yeah, that's right. He is pretty over in Mexico, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's good. He should be. He got over, yeah. He should be. It should be over everywhere. I like a bit of Johnny Mundo. Johnny All right, Mundo. So, you know, he's always... They call him Ch- Johnny Zero at him in Lucha Underground. <laughs> a fucking great chant, man. I love that. Oh, my God. That was my favorite uh, Johnny run, actually. Absolutely. Him, that whole character and his whole group and they all pause and do the uh, uh, Bill and Ted <laughs> guitar solo thing and then they'd actually play music over the top every time they did that. Oh, so good. All right, so our next match is a 60-minute time limit tag team match for all the marbles. It's for uh, it's for the ROH and IWGP Tag Team really? Championships. Okay. And it makes me nervous. <sighs> yeah. Because of the Great Okan and Jeff Cobb only just got these titles again, but it's Okan on the Cobb versus FTR. Uh, no matter who wins, this is going to be a fucking awesome match. And I get to see Greater Khan mix it up with FTR. I mean, Jeff Cobb's going to be in the match too, and he's awesome, don't get me wrong. Okay. But Greater Khan's like fresh and shiny, and everyone I've seen wrestle against is new. So, yes, it's going to be interesting. All right, I'm going to make a prediction. You ready for this? Yeah. Time limit draw. Okay. That's how you get out. And I, I guess I, I, I'm thinking uh, Cash and Dax would, would love that too because yeah. uh, they're, right. they're that old school be, like that. That would fit everyone's style. Like, they'd be fine. You know, like, Cobb would be fine and fucking O'Connor would be like, oh, yeah, can we go 70? You know? <laughs> That's right. So, the, and uh, speaking of Clark Connors, we have the uh, AEW All-Atlantic Championship match. Winner is the inaugural champion. We've got the Wild Rhino Clark Connors versus Malachi Black versus Miro versus Pack. So that should be. I'm 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 going to say that after that tag match, this is going to be a crazy fast spot fest that might not have that much selling, but I I'm I'm expecting a lot of two people are fighting. Someone's knocked out for a little bit, and then they come out, swapsies, all that kind of stuff. So this will be a quick fast match, I reckon. The crown of champ, and then. I don't know. What do you reckon? Which one are we talking about? Clark Connors, Miro, Malachi. Oh, Pack. right. Okay. Man, I don't know nothing about this. I, you know, as far as like who's going to win, but uh, I, I just really hope Clark, Con- Clark Connors gets over. I hope they gets all kinds of cool shit to do. I hope the crowd digs the rhino gimmick. 
you know, because it's pretty fucking stupid and like it's but I love it, you know. Um, wow. It has to be one of the silliest gimmicks that I've seen in the last few years. And yeah. I absolutely adore it. See, wrestling can be anything. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see the Android in action. I mean, so much silliness going on. Um, gosh, I guess you're right. Miro's going to win that probably. Um, but uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And I, I do hate that there's, you know, this has to be a four-way or whatever because, what you know, the main event's a four-way. And it's just kind of like, uh, but at the same time, I think that the, like, what, the important question to answer here is will non, you know, New Japan fans love this? Will they, you know, see, pardon me, enough of what, you know, these guys can do in order to get interested enough to be like, okay, I'm going to check this out now. And will they so. take, take advantage of that? So. Well, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure about the Clark Connors thing. Ishii's probably a better fit for that. And look, I, right. I totally get that because of where they are on the card and longevity and, you know, Ishii's just popular in America, right? But... I don't know. I think Clark Connors can can shine. He, he's he's, yeah. he's he's shone in the best. He's everything he's had to do so far is knocked out of the park. So I, I feel like he's going to be a fun component of this match for sure. That's true. But remember but when we watched it him on, on Strong and we were just like, the fuck is this guy? You know what I mean? Like once he got in Japan, he blossomed. And I just yeah, you know, I just hope that that translates to the AEW crowd. You know what I mean? The fact the 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 new Japan ness of the wrestlers, you know what I mean? I hope that is put on display. I'm sure it will be. We liked him. And then he wrestled to Gucci and then we were just like, all right, we're on team Clark on a school. All right. So the next match we have is an IWGP United States heavyweight championship match. And it is Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. I think will be a super fucking fun time. It's going to be awesome. I think Osprey's going to win here uh, and all that. Do you reckon uh, hard as a rock hard Juice Robinson will make an appearance? Do you reckon he'll make an appearance here or uh, in the Tony Storm match? Or does he not turn up? Man, I, I hope he's, I don't know. If he shows up, what the fuck? Although he, they, you know what? He did cut a promo in a hospital gown. It was like, amazing. You were right with, about yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's really funny, right? So this promo is hilarious because he's like, yeah, I'm keeping the title. Fuck you. And he's in a hospital gown, which is probably a work, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's probably not wearing a hospital gown to do promos. So, you know, then that would make it everyone, you know, think, oh, well, yeah, he's not good enough or not, not enough to show up. But he might be able to show up. We'll see what happens. I just this match will be fantastic. This will be one of the ones that people talk about out of this show. They'll be like, oh, my God, that was like the best thing ever. I, I really have a feeling that these two guys like there's a lot of fans I've seen who don't know anything about, you know, like on the Internet talking about how they don't know anything about Will. And so this is like, you know, and everyone's like, oh, they're so different. And they're they're kind of not in a lot of ways, because I'm telling you, you got to watch the Orange Cassidy stuff from the Indies. The guy is like he's an indie like flippy guy. That's what he is. And so he's got the style down. And these two guys are going to do crazy ass shit and they're going to be really funny. The I saw some of the like film or, you know, some of the match that they had Aussie Open and Will Ospreay versus uh, Best Friends or whatever. And it was just tremendous. And there was all kinds of cool shit. Aussie Open looked awesome. But there was like one thing in particular where like 
you saw him, uh, Orange Cassidy put his hands in his pockets and then they like cut the will and he had this hilarious look on his face and it was like, wow, okay, this is going to be something. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is going to be something else. Yeah, this is going to be a super fun match. Uh, also, with the Juice Robinson thing, I love how uh, he's using Will Ospreay's own logic against him. I didn't lose this title, so you can't have it. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, well, Ospreay, are you mad at that? Yeah, I'm the champ, but weren't you just saying like you were robbed and all this kind of stuff? Yeah, this match is going to rule. Uh, hopefully, we will actually get to see the United States Championship though, in, in some capacity. Now, the New Japan World uh, 1972 site does not have the four-way match in its schedules yet, so I don't know if it's the actual last last match or 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 if that's uh, Moxley versus Tanahashi. But let's just talk about Ooh, the yeah. We'll talk about you want to talk about the four-way first? Yeah, let's do that. All right. So uh, it was announced on Dynamite that would be a four-way match for the title. Switchblade Jay White versus Kazuchika Okada versus Adam Cole versus Hangman Adam Page. Uh, Jay White came out on the mic and he goes, look, Cole, man, I didn't mean to be rude the other week, but look, Hangman wants a title shot with me, but he just lost his title. And you lost to Hangman like twice. So why do you think you deserve a shot at my title? Anyway, they, they, they make up for a bit and they double-team Hangman and then Okada comes out and he gets a massive pop, as he should, and then later on the show they announce the Fatal 4-Way. Uh, so something to notice about this Fatal 4-Way, Mr. Andy, is two of these men are going to be in the G1 and two of these men are not. So mm. two of these men, one of these men will retain, the other man will get his, or, or the other one will get his title back, and the other two are in the match. Hey, I have a question for you because, man, I got an idea here and I don't know if it's something, you know, that anybody's thought of. And I'm not sure if people remember this or not, but Adam, Adam Page was in Bullet Club. Like, right? I mean, he was he was in Bullet yes. Club and um, only Okada wasn't. And I don't know, my original idea for this was like the best, like, like ideal, like fancy dream book style would be Kenny Omega helps Jay win. Right. And they too sweet over Okada's dead body in the ring. And that's, you know, it's just, or that, you know, that, that's what I would think would be, or Adam page actually is who he gets pinned by, but, um, and then that few can continue. But now I'm thinking about some crazy scenario where, you know, basically, uh, Jay white and, uh, his bullet club buddies just, uh, beat up Okada. Um, what do you think that that pancake is ready to turn? I think so. I, th I think they've been teasing, uh, some hangman heel stuff for, for a, a tiny little while now. And I think, uh, Finn door be a good time to pull the trigger on it. However, it is a title match. So everyone's going to be wanting to get the title. So maybe post-match they beat the shit out of Okada and something happens. Yeah. But, but he's the leader. Jay's the leader. Yeah. Also, I would I would say it would be dumb to make this title reign shorter than Jay's previous title reign. Right. That's not going to happen. If he loses a title, I'm going to fucking walk out of that movie theater. I'll be stomping out and talking to the manager. Yeah. It won't matter how good John Moxley versus Tanahashi is because I'll just no. be really pissed off. Yeah. That, <laughs> that cannot happen. If that happens, I will be very upset. But, I mean, like... I don't know. I just feel like that this seems 
like a way they could go, but there's so many ways they could go. They could have a fantastic four-way match, and then it could be something that happens after. I just really feel like this would be a great opportunity to turn Adam Page. It'd be a great opportunity to, for Kenny Omega to return. And he's been gone over know, 200 days, so it's about time. Right? I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of like this match will be important. Assuming he's well one way or the other. Place. Yeah, of course. Whatever. You know, he's not going to come back when he's not healthy. Oh, I mean, oh, a wrestler would never do that. <laughs> no. No. I'm just going to do a Hell in a Cell match while looking like a fucking tomato. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you leave yeah. it up to the wrestlers. I mean. I, <laughs> it's like. Yeah. I like you, you. You hang out with a wrestler long enough and you're just like uh they're like yeah my hip hurts real bad like yeah you get that checked out nah you know like six weeks later how's that hip doing man it hurts really bad (laughs) gonna have to get it replaced (laughs) yeah we'll see what happens you know i'll work it out (laughs) that's that's how most wrestlers handle their health care unfortunately oh so it is it, so I reckon uh, the New Japan guy will win the New Japan title match, and then the AEW guy will win the interim AEW title match, and that's fine. That's yeah how it should be. I've got no problem with that. Uh, I don't want Tanahashi to win that title because that would mean he has to stay in America. And no, fuck that. He he's got a G. He's got a G1 to go to. He's got more important things going on. <laughs> they can't. And like, and that's the thing. You can always count on guys like Tanahashi and Okada being you know, loyal and in New Japan and on New Japan shows. There's not, they, they can't not have those guys on there when they're available because they sell tickets. And so like, you know, they're, they're still in the red. I'm sure this is all important stuff. And, you know, I really hope that they sell a ton of subscriptions to New Japan world this way, because I mean, it's, I, so too. I mean, New Japan world is a great deal. It's awesome. And like, I don't know. Cancel your fucking IWTV subscription. Who needs that anyway? No, nah, cancel the other one. The, uh, the 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 network. Oh yeah. Well, yes. I mean, obviously. That's who I who's I didn't subscribe. Yeah, I don't have that. So this match, like uh, they, by the way, they tagged together against uh, Archer and Jericho. So I'm looking at those yeah. four men and I'm thinking. I'm sorry, Archer, but you're the most pinnable motherfucker. He does get pinned, but in the best way possible. Dynamite gets a high-fly flow, baby. And you know when you get a frog splash done to you, you see the wrestler kind of lift their arms up a bit to take the brunt of it? Yeah. Archer very barely moves his arms. He takes it, like, kind of square on, and it's like this thud, and it was gnarly as hell. He knows how to take a fucking high-fly flow, goddammit, make it look like a billion dollars. Yeah, so, you know, if you're going to lose a match... High fly flat. Did he come on? I did he no sell it and then stand up and just walk around and act like nothing happened? Uh, he was down for a, a little while selling it and then like there was a big he brawl did. on the outside, man. which he was in, had to... which eventually got he is a big man. Like, come on. That's just he fucking does... bullshit. Anyway, he has a history of no selling Tanahashi, and that is unacceptable. Well, they're not in the same block this year, so don't worry, you don't have to see them. Thank um, God. <laughs> anyway. As this brawl's happening on the outside, Moxley and Tanahashi are just standing in the ring, staring down at each other the whole time. So that was pretty cool. Cool moment. So it's a bit of a cluster. The end, Suzuki comes out and, and all that. Yeah, it's good stuff. No El Desperado. So uh, he's still here. 
He's still looking, <laughs> he's still looking for his luggage. Poor guy. Jeez. <laughs> he lost his title. He lost his luggage. I mean, geez, Louise, Papa Cheese. I can do the United States title, uh, the Mid-Atlantic title match. No, no, no. You went in the tournament. Get out of here. Sorry. No. Yeah. Go lay <laughs> <way> down. <laughs> go, go, go down on your suitcase. Oh, sorry. You don't have a suitcase. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a chair over there, but we put it, like, in an uncomfortable way so you can't lo- lay down. So, like, uh, I don't know, brother. Yeah, it's yeah. uh that sucks for him. But yeah, so Forbidden Door will be awesome. I'm very interested in the experience of like watching it in the movie theater. Will they let me bring my laptop? <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Probably not. So uh so. yeah, which is upsetting. So my uh you know, I'm gonna be more of a fan's perspective probably from that show, which will be fun. And uh, right, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I can't watch I'll, I'll take the notes. You take it easy over there. Don't be don't be presumptuous. How dare you? Um, but uh, you know, I'll be sneaking taking notes and stuff. But I'm just saying it'll be uh, fun to kind of watch this thing from a fan's perspective. And I'm watching it with my buddy John from the Road Home from Wrestling podcast, who does not watch New Japan. And like what he's he's one of these like, oh yeah, that well, what I've seen, that's awesome. You gonna watch it? No. You know, so like that's kind of how he is. He just it's not happening. He's WWE guy. So oh, does he watch AEW? Nah, he hates AEW, which fair enough, brother. You know, we he went to the show with that that AEW live show with me, which was a disaster. And like, I mean, it was fine, but ugh. and uh, it's not for him. And I get it, man. He's got a specific style he likes and a certain kind of wrestling that he wants to watch, and that ain't it. And I get it. It's fine. I feel the same. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I... I can't do the WOB style anymore. No. It's just it's just weird to go back to it now. I'm just like, well, where are all the moves and stuff? Like, what's going on? Where's all the, like, good things? What happened? I can't watch anything but New Japan. Like, I watched What happened to that storyline? Oh, they've dropped it. Yeah. Whereas in New Japan, what happened to that storyline two well, years later? Oh, there it is. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. I was even... I had to watch it. Mastermind again. <laughs> true. It's true, man. And and the wrestlers don't forget. You know, it's I don't know. Should be a good show. I expect by the end of the night, uh, the score will be equal in the, as how many AEW guys won and New Japan guys. Actually, it might be one skewed towards AEW because of uh, the women's match. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's one point automatically. And, you know, so actually how it works is uh, New Japan starts with negative one points because yes. of that match. Right. So um, <laughs> that's fucking bullshit. So, so I AEW don't know, should start with negative one point. Um, how's that? They should get handicapped a point because they've got an extra match. No. Wait. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So why Andy should Cap- New Japan be punished for having less ma- ma- matches? I don't know because it's funny. Why do we care? <laughs> I, uh, why do we care? You and I want New Japan to win every fucking match. That's true. Do you remember that even, scene from? Even uh, though it makes no sense for Tanahashi to win, yeah. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Where like yeah. uh, Roger Rabbit, he's stuck in handcuffs, right? And so Eddie Valiant's got a hacksaw and he's cutting it out. And Eddie's like, "Hey, can you hand me that thing over there?" And, and <laughs> fucking 
Roger Rabbit. He just gets right out of the handcuffs, walks over and gets whatever <laughs> tool and brings it back. And then Eddie Valiant stops. And he's like, could you have gotten out of that at any time? And he's like, no, only when it was funny. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that movie. It's great. Yeah, it's a pretty solid flick. All right. I think uh, I think we shot a bolt. We talked 40 minutes about Noah, which uh, I'm true. quite happy with. Like you and I really needed to get that film out of our system. It's true. Oh, it's never leaving my system, Luke. But I mean, yes, that helped a little bit. I um, I will watch that movie again sometime. If I if I host a bad movie night or something like that's the, that's the movie I want yeah, to showcase. Absolutely, and people will be confused. <laughs> that's what you want, right? Have you seen so, this? Have you heard about this? I mean. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. Well, I'll leave my Grateful Dead uh, concert stories to the next episode. Uh, but uh, I had some good ones. I went to something recently and I wanted to tell people about it. But it doesn't matter. Anyway, so I'm interested. That can be Never Realm 11. Yeah. Next time. Next time. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for Forbidden Dur. I'm really excited for the G1. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I uh, wrestling. <laughs> just breathe uh in fact uh in switchblade we trust forbidden dirt 